Hey guys, welcome to the, the Whatever Podcast. podcast. <laughs> with That's Jen. so silly. Oh, um, you have to finish it out with Jen okay. and Kirsten. <laughs> I was just saying that that was just very silly. Yeah. Um, hope you guys are having the best week ever. Jen, how's your week going? <laughs> it's actually really good. This week is a little bit chaotic. We have a lot of stuff coming up for Christmas because it's Christmas time when we're recording this. But it's really good. Good. Just staying busy. What about you? Yeah. How's your week? Um, busy. Yeah. I'm ready for a break. Yeah. But we get a few weeks off at work in like a week, I guess, sort of. So I'm just ready to relax, honestly. Yes. <laughs> but anywho, we hope you're having a good week. We have a bit of a heavier episode yeah. today. But honestly, we both feel like it's something that needs to be talked about more. Yeah. Even though it's kind of uncomfortable for us to talk about, right? You would say that. Right? Yeah. Okay. I'm like over here nervously like itching in the no. corner. <laughs> no. It's going to be fine. This might feel more like a therapeutic episode, honestly. Like we might coach each other a little bit and just yeah. like pull questions out of each other as we're sharing our personal experiences with this. But today we're going to talk about relationships with food. Yes. And I know it's really broad, but... We're just going to dive in today and see how deep we get into the topic. And yeah. There may be more episodes to this in the future, but yeah. I think it's just a good start to open up about it today. Yeah. We definitely want to have more episodes talking about just like food related to health and whatnot yeah. in the future, but we obviously wanted to kind of start from the beginning Yeah, <laughs> with yeah. this first one, uh, just to kind of give you guys a glimpse of where we're at and where we've been. Yeah. <laughs> so Especially as women, too, yeah. in your early 20s, so oh, yeah. much changes. And I think that's, and your teenage years, honestly, is yeah. when stuff like this can get really complicated. So yeah. I think it's going to be really good. And I hope you guys take something from this or at least feel, if anything, less alone and yeah. feeling Maybe weird about food, <laughs> um, but we'll get into that. So and bear with us because neither one of us have really publicly talked about yeah, this kind of stuff. Normally processed. This yeah. may be like us actively processing. Yeah, we've um we've definitely talked about it with like people closest to us and like our each boyfriends other. and whatnot and yeah. each other. But I don't think either one of us have ever gone public with this kind of stuff. So it's no. Bear with us. There, there might be tears. There might be. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm we'll scared. See. So, do you want to <laughs> do you want to start us off, Kirsten? You seem do to have I? more notes than I do. Girl, I don't have. I have questions to ask you. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I can unless you want to start. You start. We have very different, I guess, perspectives yeah. on yeah, yeah. this, but we've both dealt with our own, I guess, issues with yeah. it. Um, I'll try to keep this short, but as with anyone's story with this, it can get kind of complicated, mm -hmm. but I think there are two different, almost like eras to my relationship with food. I would Ooh, say eras. like, <laughs> I'm in my, never mind. I'm not gonna say that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyways. Um, we're going to try to not use humor yeah, to cope with Self-deprecating yeah. jokes. No, we're past that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I would say I have two different parts of my life that had different perspectives on food. So the first being from before like 2020-ish and then 2020 to now. Mm. And before 2020, I was always like interested in healthy eating and stuff like that. But 
I didn't really put much thought into food. I just kind of ate whatever. And I always had, like, the thoughts of here and there where I was, like, worried I was going to gain weight over something. And I always, like, was really conscious about weight because that was just always a fear of mine. I think a lot of women deal with that. So I don't think I'm alone in that feeling. And that seems to be pretty normalized today. But I didn't really, like think about nutrition or like how food was fuel and how important it is to eat healthy and so I I think I was just ignorant I guess is a good word for it but long story short and this is probably going to be a future episode so I'll keep it brief (laughs) today um in 2020 when the world was falling apart I got every illness known to man your life also fell apart. my life fell apart (laughs) I got covid mono strep multiple colds and flus and like you name it I had it that year and it was all within like a few months yeah, it wasn't even the year it was so bad y'all and it actually flipped a switch in my body and created some kind of autoimmune disorder mm-hmm. for me we still don't know the diagnosis but we are certain that it's like on the spectrum of autoimmunity mm-hmm. so I have done so much research obviously and have met with coaches and people who experience autoimmune disorders, like you name it, I've done it. And I've learned that part of healing autoimmunity in a sense is the way that you like change your diet and how you really eat nutritious things. And you can just deep dive into that whole topic. But sure, it's like it's only a piece of the pie, but that was something that I could control. And so I just like dove into that. And it really helped me in a lot of ways yeah. and I've seen so many results from that um, a lot of good things but um, the first few months that I really dove into doing that I lost over 20 pounds yeah. and it was really bad like although I was feeling great I think I developed an ED I, <laughs> I don't know that we should say that yeah. word because I don't want to get flagged yeah. but it definitely developed an ED just being kind of on the extreme side of it Mm -hmm. and I had several people like pull me aside out of concern Mm -hmm. for like the way I was looking and and this sounds so bad but I liked that I lost the weight yeah and I was fearful to gain it back yeah and so I just kept spiraling in that fear of a I didn't want to feel bad again so like there was that piece there's so much fear around that and fear of slipping up at all mm-hmm. because for those of you who don't know I was I went gluten-free dairy-free grain-free and obvious things like processed foods mm-hmm. alcohol like cut everything out of my life and just ate whole foods meats just really clean and um yeah I lost a lot of weight a lot of people were concerned and I yeah there was just so much fear around messing up and experiencing symptoms but also like gaining the weight back yeah I was so scared And I like I'm still kind of recovering from that, I guess. I've definitely learned to establish some sort of a balance. But food has just always been complicated for me since then because I actually had a handful of people compliment me when I Mm. lost the weight. And that I know they didn't have any ill will. So if they're if they happen to be listening, which (laughs) I don't think they will. It was only like two people. But it just really was harmful for me to hear yeah. that because the little part of me that was like, I'm worried that I'm going to be fat sort yeah. of thing was just 
I hung on to that. Mm -hmm. But shout out to the people who were concerned (laughs) and like pulled me aside and were like, are you okay? Because I was not okay. Yeah. So I guess I'm still on that journey of finding balance, but I think I've learned a lot, especially in the last like two months. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell. Yeah. Do you want to share yours? Yeah. So mine's a little different. Um, I don't even know. Well, I do kind of know where I started, but I would say uh, similarly in like 2020 is when things mm-hmm. started to shift for me. Um, so a lot of my like unhealthy eating habits stemmed from anxiety, whether it was anxiety with work or anxiety within relationships. Um, I was like not in the best relationship beginning of 2020 and because of that there was a lot of fear and anxiety and whenever I get anxious I just like and I think this is typical for most people but I just don't have an appetite yeah and so I won't eat and um because then it's like the thought of eating when I have no appetite makes me nauseous and Mm -hmm. then it's like I don't want to be nauseous so I would just rather not eat um so it kind of stemmed from that and then I started going to therapy again I was like working through that with my therapist um and so that was really good and then um I guess I guess what I can really pinpoint was in February of 2021 Mm -hmm. um so like a year after I had been going to therapy at that point um I had my wisdom teeth removed (laughs) and with that it was a horrible experience I got like dry sockets all the things and I couldn't eat solid foods for like almost two weeks I remember that and so because of that I was like basically just put on a liquid diet um and so that caused me to lose a lot of weight and even before the surgery I was super anxious about it just because we were dealing with stuff with money and then also like that was my first major surgery is my first time being like put under with anesthesia my first time using like prescribed like painkillers um so first time like having a IV like all that kind of stuff so it was just very like traumatic (laughs) and um so because of that I was super anxious beforehand and I actually noticed that I had lost I think at, at that point it was like 12 or 13 pounds just before the surgery Mm -hmm. um and then after the surgery with the whole liquid diet thing and whatever um I ended up dropping down 22 pounds and you're not even you're small to begin with I'm teeny tiny so I dropped down to 94 pounds we're just getting real here and as a 21 year old that was like humiliating (laughs) because mine's a little different like I've never been worried about like being bigger in fact losing all that weight made me more self-conscious and more like uncomfortable with my body Mm -hmm. um and so and and I might add to in 2020 like I was super active um when the pandemic Mm -hmm. hit my dad and I were would go out and run like three miles or five miles three times a week like super active so I had a lot of muscle and whatever so a lot of the weight that I lost uh, was one muscle and then any fat that I did have was gone. Yeah. Um, and because I was already so small to begin with that no one, not even myself really noticed how much weight I lost until I hit that 22 pound mark. 
And I went and talked with my mom, and she just looked at me and was like, you, like, not in a mean way, but she was like, you do not look healthy. Like, yeah. we've got to figure out what's going on. Um, and so for a while, I low-key thought I had a tapeworm because, like, I, I never thought that I had an unhealthy relationship with food. Mm. Like, I, that, that thought never crossed my mind. And whenever I thought of somebody having, like, an ED, I always pictured uh, just way different scenarios than mine. Yeah. And so I never, ever labeled it as that. Um, or I never thought that that would be yeah. what the issue was just because one, I didn't want to seem dramatic and seem like I was just labeling myself sure. this because yeah. So once I kind of started realizing, um, well, I, I guess I should say at that point, my mom put me on a high protein diet to try to help mm-hmm. gain the weight back. I had to stop working out because the working out was causing me to lose the fat that I did have. Um, so everything was just kind of put on halt. I literally was told to just like sit in bed and eat mm-hmm. <laughs> and just try to gain weight back. And so once I crossed the hundred pound mark, I was able to start working out again and yeah. just try to build muscle. Um, but I just lost my train of thought. You were talking about like having to yeah. gain the weight back yeah, and yeah, yeah, sit yeah. in bed. And, yeah. yeah. So doing all that, sorry, this is like really we're processing yeah. actively right now, <laughs> yeah. so forgive us. <laughs> so um, it wasn't until that that I realized that I had an unhealthy relationship with food. Mm-hmm. And it, it went as far as, like, again, little things that I just never even noticed that I did. Like, one time I got food poisoning from Sonic Chicken when I was, like, eight years old. And because of that, like, now I examine every single piece of chicken that I eat because Mm -hmm. I don't want to get food poisoning again. And, like, again, I just thought that was a weird, like, quirk about me. Like, oh, I just like to make sure that everything I'm eating is, like, cooked or isn't going to harm me. Um, And I just, I never realized that that was causing me to, like, steer clear of certain foods when I would go out and eat. And so I would... I don't know if you've ever noticed, but I typically get the same thing at yeah. every restaurant. Like, yeah. I eat pretty much the same thing all the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so, like, little things like that. And then tying it into work, um, I started to realize that, like, whenever I got super stressed with work, whether I was working a lot or whatever, I would almost, like, it almost became, like, a game for me, which sounds kind of weird, but it would get to the point where it was like, if I can finish all of these tasks, then mm. I can stop and go get food rather than like, I need to fuel Listening myself to first. Yeah. So it became like, and, and I still struggle with this today. Like I'll go downstairs to make lunch and I see that there's dishes in the sink. I'm like, okay, if I unload the dishwasher and reload the dishwasher mm-hmm. and start it, then I can make my food. And it's like, no, like sometimes that just has to wait and like, right. you need to eat. And so um, I started noticing that with work and then even with money, like if there was ever a time where like money was tight, like the first thing to go was food. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know why, cause that does not seem like something. Logical, you would, yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem logical, but food was always the first thing on the chopping block. It was like, okay, I can get by with just getting a $2 box of oatmeal and just eat that for yeah. however long. Um, so that's kind of, like, a lot. There's not really, like... No, that's at, great. At this point, like, I'm doing better with it. There's still times 
where it's hard and I'm thankful to have like the people around me that like encourage me Mm -hmm. to eat and take care of myself and I found that because of all the like little weird habits that I've picked up of like examining my food or whatever it is like I and because I've had such a weird relationship with food for so long I have what I call like hungry windows Mm -hmm. and if I don't eat within like a few minutes of that window opening like I just won't eat and so Joe has been really great about like helping me like get through that and eat and whenever um I feel that kind of like hungry window or whatever he like drops everything he's like we're going to go eat like this is important and so having people in my life that kind of help encourage that and help like see that hurt (laughs) because again it went like unnoticed for so long even like personally like I didn't notice it it's nice to have people that like see that and want to see like full recovery well it's so hard when you're in it too to identify the signs because Mm -hmm. a like you said you don't want to be that person that like self-diagnoses and like isn't it's just kind of throwing the term around. Yeah. Because I don't take that yeah, lightly. Yeah. <laughs> neither one of us take that lightly. But, like, also in my sense, am I allowed to say the actual medical term just for clarity? Sure. Orthorexia. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I. That's what I have struggled with. And, you know, with orthorexia, it's like an obsession with eating healthy. And yeah. so in my mind, it was like, this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And me eating 100% clean every time is like good for me yeah and I'm trying like I justified it by saying like this is how I'm healing my autoimmunity yeah but in reality I was so stressed out about it that it wasn't even like it was holding me back my stress was holding me back yeah from experiencing full healing and it actually like I started feeling better when I was less worried about it and less perfect about it because the stress was just taken off of me yeah because eating disorders are Sorry, I shouldn't say it. EDs, <laughs> we can bleep it out, are so dangerous. Yeah. And I, th- there's so many different forms of it. Yeah. So I know your experience was different, but yeah. yeah. It was, I, when I tell you, and I, I think we said this in the first episode or one of the first episodes, like Kirsten and I have been through quite literally like all of these <laughs> same things. And so it's so interesting how that works. Yeah. And while like it sucks that we both have gone through this like again I'm thankful to have somebody that understands yeah um and even somebody that like I live with that can like we can both kind of call that out in each other not again not in a mean way but just like yeah when we see each other kind of slipping into those patterns like Kirsten will come to me and be like girl you need to go eat like have you eaten today go eat (laughs) yeah so um and it's interesting too because I feel like mine is a total opposite like yours being about obsessing over healthy foods it got to a point for me where and obviously like I I had to do what I had to do to just gain weight back yeah so I was just eating anything anything um which would result in like eating out a lot just for convenience so I was in taking a lot of processed foods a lot of meat that probably was like packed full of hormones and like terrible stuff for me so now with everything I've dealt with, I am now experiencing like a hormonal imbalance. And I think that's because I was in and, and honestly, like 
if I'm dealing with that now, but I'm like eating, I'm happy yeah. to have that because at that point I was just having to do what I could to just make sure I was eating because the worst thing was not eating and my stomach shrinking and then like never having right. an appetite at all. So it was really dangerous. Yeah. So I, I'm glad <laughs> to some degree that I was taking in those processed foods, but now I'm mm-hmm. kind of dealing with the consequences of that, of having a hormonal imbalance and now having to change my diet, which is scary because <clears throat> eating healthy, as you know, like it's a time commitment. Yeah. And I really struggle with feeling like I have enough time for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, like relationships and work are so important that like food has always been put on the back burner. And so I'm really trying to find this balance of taking time out of my work day to like go and make lunch or wake up early and make breakfast or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so <clears throat> that's been a shift for me just here recently trying to eat cleaner and resist that temptation of oh look it's gonna take me at least 45 minutes to cook a meal I'd rather just not eat Mm -hmm. and like really push past that and like force myself to eat something so that's kind of where I'm at now yeah I I totally get that it's definitely a balance too yeah like as somebody who has y'all I have read article after article and I have had hours of conversation with people just about like healthy eating it's hard when you know so much to just like not listen like for example for those of you who don't know non-organic meats like fast food meats have Mm -hmm. so many hormones and that's why Jen is experiencing a hormone imbalance and you can read all about that online we're not saying never to eat fast food but that's just what she's currently dealing with because of that so yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but it's just difficult, <laughs> yeah. like, finding a balance. So how – were you going to say something? Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, with the hormonal imbalance, it's really difficult because I – again, the whole, like, self-conscious, like, conscious of my image when I lost all that weight, mm-hmm. now having a hormonal imbalance, like, that also affects my image. And with, like, I experience like crazy hair loss and my hair doesn't really grow. And so like my hair is a huge insecurity for me because it's just. And that's from the hormonal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm like 89% sure that it's because of that. Cause I do all the, all the hair care that you can imagine. I use all clean products on my hair and I like all that kind of stuff and the treatments and whatever. But like it, there's just like external consequences to that. And so what are some other symptoms of a like you want to explain to them kind of what it is? So it's not it's hard to say like symptoms because also just like being a woman and having like monthly cycles like has an effect on that, too. Mm -hmm. So like, again, for a while, I I didn't really think anything about having like a hormonal imbalance. Um, And I'm still trying to figure that out, too. So I don't want to like just label myself as that but like you can uh experience like (laughs) emotional instability so like you're like either very easily like irritated or angered or 
saddened. Like, just all emotions are, like, really high highs or really low lows. Just, like, all the time? All not the necessarily time. near your cycle? Yeah, not okay. just near your cycle. It's just all the time. Mm. And um, I have noticed that, like, since trying to eat cleaner and, like, not as processed, like, my face has been breaking out, like, crazy. Like, mm. my... And I guess it's it's also important to note, like, which hormonal imbalance you have because each one is going to have yeah. a different set of symptoms. Yeah. So I think that I have a high estrogen imbalance. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to get rid of ex- excess estrogen. And so that can cause, like, hair loss or fatigue or really insane either weight gain or weight loss. Mm-hmm. So that's another interesting, interesting. piece. Um, so just, like, weight fluctuation. Um I forget some of the other things, but those are the main ones that I yeah. experience. Um, oh, and another one is, like, trouble sleeping. So, like, literally since 2020, like, I haven't slept through the night. Like, I always wake up at least once in the middle of the night. And so that can be, like, a sign of a hormonal imbalance, um, which could also, like, have an effect on blood sugar and whatnot. Yeah. So there's, like, it's a whole thing. And obviously, like, don't just, like, self-diagnose yourself my mom is a doctor so i talked to her about it and we whatnot. should invite her onto the podcast we should some point. We that should. would be really interesting laura harris smith she's <laughs> great um so obviously like talk to a doctor about it if you think that you are experiencing that like don't just like go haywire and, and say you have a hormonal imbalance and try to like yeah. just fix it yourself because like it's it's the real deal. Like, you got to be yeah. careful. So, Well, to tie it in with food, yeah, you've kind of talked about it with me. Like, there are some things you can do diet-wise yeah. to fix it. Do you want to share with them what yeah. you've been doing? So, for high estrogen, I there's, like, a list of foods that you can eat that kind of help lower estrogen levels. Um, so, a few of them are, like, pomegranates, mushrooms, broccoli, um, a lot of fish. I personally don't like fish, so fish that one's is one of the best things you can I put in your body. Know, but I Y'all eat your fish. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. I don't know what it is. I like other seafood, yeah. but I just cannot do fish. Um, avocados, uh, carrots are mm-hmm. really good. I do this thing called a carrot salad. Yeah. And so I, I, you get like long carrots and you, um, like peel them or shred them or whatever you want to call it, uh, and then I mix pink Himalayan salt. Um, some apple cider vinegar, and then I just put a little bit of, like, Dijon mustard in there, too. Interesting. It's very, like, tart. But apparently, when you eat carrots, it, like, goes through your system, and basically, like, excess toxins and estrogen will cling to that, Mm. like, to the fiber in the carrots, and, like, be escorted out of your body. Really random and weird. So I do that. Um, Try to think of other foods. Obviously, like, if you're eating... Meats, like, they need to be clean, like, no hormones, no, yeah, I don't know all the terms, GMO, no whatever. Um, so those are some of the foods that I eat a mm-hmm. lot of. I also, like, again, I have to be careful because I do need to put weight back on. So I do yeah. try to implement some starches, like sweet potatoes or normal potatoes. Um, I, it's not a, like, gut thing where I can't have dairy or bread. So I still have dairy and bread, but I just have to, like, lessen my intake of yeah. those things um, because they are pretty processed. So. Yeah. 
just limiting your intake on stuff that is like hard for your body and really just focusing on putting nutrients back in yeah. to your body. So. I definitely think it's a balance for sure. Mm-hmm. And I know, like I said earlier, I'm still learning that. Yeah. But how do you personally find balance in like eating nutritious things, but also giving yourself grace and like allowing, not allowing, the, allowing is not a great word yeah. for it, but like permissioning yourself to eat things that aren't as nutritious you know like going out and yeah having fun like enjoying food yeah I think for me uh, for instance last night <laughs> I went and I grabbed dinner on my way into a rehearsal I was going to mm-hmm. and I know it's really hard because I like I enjoy eating healthy like that's not something that I like is hard for me so when I go to like a restaurant and I'm going out to eat like Last night, I went to Chick-fil-A, and I got a salad, but I got it with fried chicken. And I was like, I'm going to allow myself to have fried chicken because it's good, and it's not yeah. going to hurt me. And, mm-hmm. like, and <laughs> if anybody knows me, like, Chick-fil-A is, like, has always been my safe food. Like, I have never been hurt by Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I either, like, will find things that are still somewhat nutritious and eat them like I'm not gonna totally yeah. limit myself um and also like again just remembering that it's important to just eat something like right so if something's there is, better than nothing yeah like and that's something that is was so vital for me to learn and still is for me mm-hmm. to learn like at the end of the day like I take this hormonal stuff very seriously so I want to eat clean but like I would rather eat fried chicken nuggets or even grilled chicken nuggets from Chick-fil-A yeah. and I don't know just so, I would rather eat something than nothing because mm-hmm. your body has to have fuel and so obviously like eating clean is good but don't like let that become a place where you're like well if I can't eat clean then I'm just not going to eat it all because that is yeah. where like unhealthy patterns develop yeah so. totally so if you're feeling that way and yeah. you're listening I would encourage you to really evaluate (laughs) your relationship with food. Yeah. I guess, too, like, for you, it's it's so interesting because we do have very different, Mm -hmm. like, feelings with food. So how do you kind of navigate that? Because I know, like, we both read something is better than nothing. But yours, like, actually brings you pain when you eat. So how do you navigate that? So it's been a a lot of trial and error for me because Mm -hmm. I am still gluten-free, dairy-free, grain-free. Yeah. And I I really like the 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. If y'all don't know what that is, it's like basically 80% eating whole foods, like fruits, vegetables. I eat mostly organic, grass-fed mm-hmm. meats, that sort of thing. And then the other 20% is like processed stuff um, or things like, like I normally wouldn't eat, like going out and things mm-hmm. like that. And so I've had to have a lot of grace for myself. Like mm-hmm. some mornings, for example... I there are a couple of gluten-free dairy-free bakeries here in Nashville Mm -hmm. and we are very blessed to have that because I know not a lot of people have that in their towns so sometimes I (laughs) towns Nashville town (laughs) yeah in their cities I guess but I a couple times a week I'll treat myself to that because normally y'all I don't eat out like I Mm -hmm. love to make the majority of my food I found joy in that Mm -hmm. and I enjoy cooking I enjoy baking so my little treat is, like, getting a gluten-free, dairy-free donut from, I don't know, Crema. They yeah. have some or Sunflower Bakery in Nashville. 
Um, there's just a ton of options available, even if you have dietary restrictions mm-hmm. that you have to follow. Yeah. So it's still a balance. And I used to make the excuse like, oh, I'm all these things. So there's nothing available for me to yeah. even like have fun eating with. Yeah. And that I think was just me covering up my ED. Mm-hmm. And I've had to learn that it's okay to do that. Who's that? Okay, we're back. We're back. That was scary. We thought someone broke into our house, (laughs) but it was our roommate's boyfriend. Yeah, we're good. That was so Um, scary. (laughs) Anyway, we're talking about the 80-20 rule. Yeah, so basically I'm going to wrap it up, but just having balance and even if you have dietary restrictions to allow yourself to... Unless it, like, calls for you being absolutely, like, super strict Mm -hmm. for important health reasons, like, it's okay to slip up. It's okay to enjoy yourself. And, um, yeah, I think that kind of explains it. Well, and, too, like, this this sounds terrible, but, like, well, not even health issues, but a lot of people have gone the whole, like, organic, Mm dairy-free, clean route that, like, a lot more people have, like, options. Yeah. Then or you have more options than you think. Like, yes. Especially here in Nashville, like, there are so many restaurants that have clean options. Um, and so I just try to be a little bit more aware of if I'm intaking something. Like, I want to try to at least have one of the foods that's on that list for my, yeah. like, hormonal stuff to make sure I'm getting that. In. So mm-hmm. whether it's like getting a salad, I'm going to add avocado to that or whatever it is. Like, there are options. So totally, you just have to find them. Like, it just takes obviously time and work yeah. <laughs> looking into that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But well, maybe to kind of bring this all to a close because I don't know how long we've been talking. I don't know either. This might be a longer episode, but I guess. <laughs> but for, also, it could be very short. Yeah. Who knows. <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> um, what like to our listeners? Mm-hmm. What is some advice you would give them if they're dealing with a complicated relationship with food? Mm. Like maybe it's practical tips that you've found mm-hmm. for yourself to be helpful, or something else. Yeah. So something for me, I think I said this earlier, but like safe foods. I talk about this a lot with like people that I know that have struggled with the same thing that I have. Like finding foods that you know, at least for. for my brain foods that are always consistent so like i uh i eat a lot of like the protein cliff bars like those are always the same so like finding a food that like finding foods plural that are Mm -hmm. safe foods i have a lot of snacks that are safe for me like i'll eat like cucumbers and ranch or i'll eat like carrots and tomatoes or grapes and cheese like finding foods that are fast like things that are convenient so that you can like eat them quickly like it won't take you forever to make them um but that make you feel like comfortable enough to eat them and you're not like stressing yourself out because I found too that like the (laughs) like anxiety causes me to have that feeling of not wanting to eat but then also Mm. eating brings me anxiety so it's like a weird cycle and so there have been there have literally been times where, like, Joe has had to, like, coach me through eating something because it's, like, it is scary. Like, yeah. and it, my mind is, like, telling me I can't do it or whatever. Yeah. And 
that which is also just like humiliating like as a 22 year old like i can't just like put mm-hmm. food in my mouth and eat it but i'm sure somebody out there listening is like knows what i'm talking about so finding those foods for you that are like quick like easy for you to just eat and that make you feel safe to at least get something in your system um and then I would say, like, what I've done is I've kind of added foods to that list as I've grown more comfortable with other foods. I kind of add those in mm-hmm. um, just so I'm not eating, like, the same thing over and over and over again, but I'm adding yeah. new nutrients and whatnot. So that's something that I would suggest. And also, like, if it's—I know it can be hard, but, like, opening up to at least someone so you can have accountability. Yeah. Because since I didn't talk to anybody about it for so long, because I didn't recognize it, like, there was no accountability there. Mm-hmm. Um, so talking to somebody that you know is going to, like, check in on you. I have a friend of mine that, like, will send each other pictures of our food. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, like, have you eaten today? No, I haven't. Okay, send me a picture when you make your lunch. Like, we'll do that with each other. So having somebody that you can kind of, like, have accountability with and if you don't have that, like, DM us. We will literally yeah. be your accountability partners. <laughs> literally, um, though. So that's what I would suggest. What would you recommend? I have a couple. Um, my first thing is get rid of the scale, mm. personally. Yeah. At least for the type of eating disorder I experienced mm-hmm. because I, I've just always felt weird about scales. And mm-hmm. anytime I'd go to the doctor's office, I literally have to look away. Mm. because I do not want to know it just really stresses me out and makes me anxious and if I have like gained weight since I lost all my weight on the scale it just freaks me out and so I haven't weighed myself unless it was like out of concern like Mm -hmm. I was weighing myself when things were really bad just to like track how many pounds I had lost Mm -hmm. because it's hard to like see it for yourself Mm -hmm. but I haven't weighed myself other than that in like I don't years. Wow. <laughs> I just I just can't do it. So if you're Do you know why that is? Like why you It's just cuz I just have a fear of gaining weight. Yeah. I hate it and it's that's not to say like if you weigh more than me that you're yeah. you have a problem. Like yeah. it's just how I view my body. Yeah. So I would encourage getting rid of a scale if you're obsessing yeah. over it. Um I just don't think it's helpful. Yeah. The other thing I would say is um like Jen said, finding foods that are easy and quick. Mm-hmm. I know both of us both of us here have very busy schedules. Yes. So for me, like, it's a little more complicated because I can't just eat, like, a Cliff Bar because mm-hmm. there's gluten in it or whatever. But I, I know this sucks. I meal prep, and I know people <laughs> don't like doing it because it takes a lot of work. But I'll start easy. Like, I just meal prep all of my meats. Mm-hmm. And then that way I can just throw it in the microwave and put it on a salad and, mm-hmm. and boom, like, I have a lunch or whatever. <laughs> and I usually, like, cook my meats for dinner the day of. But mm-hmm. just, like, for lunch, it can just get complicated and hard. Mm-hmm. So if you can at least, like, meal prep meats, everything else is generally pretty easy. But that's what I would recommend. And then also, um, I – so I'm not a licensed professional in this at all. But I would discourage against counting calories Mm. or macros unless you absolutely need to, like if you're lifting weights or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I recommend intuitive eating. So just Mm -hmm. listening to your body and 
I know that can take practice or yeah. like maybe even doing some research and Googling it for yourself on what that means, but just paying attention to when you're hungry and always looking for a fat, a carb, and a protein in every meal if you can. Mm-hmm. And we can dive in on that later in the future, but I think generally that's my advice. And maybe one last thing is like, if you're trying to eat healthier, don't just eat things because they're healthy. Like, enjoy yeah. what you're eating. For example, yeah. I tried to get on the kombucha gang. Oh. It is disgusting. Yeah. And I will not yeah. drink that, personally. <laughs> but I was, for a while, I drank it because I thought, oh, it's just another healthy thing I need to consume, yeah. you know? But find things that you actually enjoy. Yeah. Because if you don't, you will get burnout so fast. You'll be miserable. Yeah, you'll be miserable. And that's not what life is about. Yeah. Nor is that what, like eating is about Mm -hmm. either like you should be happy and excited about the foods that you eat for sure yeah i cannot believe we talked about this This me either but i think this is a good start to this conversation yeah for sure and if you guys have any other questions too like maybe we can do a q a yeah that would be great yeah if you think that we should do a q a let us know if if you have any (laughs) questions DM us. And if you don't, if you have questions and you don't want them, like, read publicly, then, like, that's fine, too. We'll keep all people anonymous. Yeah, everybody's always anonymous. Um, But, yeah, we are, like, obviously we're still figuring things out, but we would love to have people to, like, walk through that with, if that makes sense. Not that, like, we want people to deal with stuff like that, but, like, I know that there are other men and women that deal with that yeah. and so like if that's you like let's be friends and let's help each other <laughs> right yeah so. and if you're like starting to notice signs like please find mm-hmm. help in some yeah. way whether that's like through therapy or just like becoming more self-aware or mm-hmm. again like jen said reaching out to a friend it can get dangerous really fast so we hope this conversation helps or mm-hmm. just like kind of awakens you and maybe helps you realize some things about yourself Mm -hmm. maybe you didn't know that you were dealing with some of these things i didn't know for a long time yeah or maybe you you didn't realize it was it wasn't normal yeah yeah i think i think that's a better way to put it yeah i didn't i never realized that it was not healthy (laughs) so yeah well yeah thanks for listening guys yeah and we'll be back next wednesday next wednesday 9 (laughs) a.m All right, be there or be square. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. Um, We're going to have to move the tree. (laughs) We're in a closet.